Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's Tribe Talk Live. We're super excited to have you. Um, we have a really special guest today. His name is Jeff Stiva, and he is a master in essential oils and how to use them. And he understands the science behind how they work. And uh, I have actually um, called him many times um, for everything from um, what kind of uh, little uh, combination of oils can I use for my grandson if he's colicky to um, you know what do I use for my chest when I was uh, when I was sick several months ago and I was having upper respiratory issues um, and uh, and he always has some amazing answers things that actually work with the essential oils so it's super cool um, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, introduce Anne and Tori. I think you guys may know her by now. Dr. Tori is one of our lead health coaches on our team. And, uh, and then we have Anne, who is our lead coach uh, for nutrition, and she also does biological coaching as well. Um, hi, Anne. It's so good. Thank you for being here to help us moderate this today. Of course. And you know, this is one of my absolute favorite topics, talking about essential oils. And Here's Jeff. We have him joining us today. We're really happy, Jeff, that you took some time out to be with us today. Um, just so you all know a little bit about Jeff and, and what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about boosting your immune system, supporting your mental health, and increasing your energy with essential oils. So we've got a lot to get to today. Now, Jeff is incredibly passionate about essential oils, their chemistry, and their proper usage. He's taught over 300 live events in the past six years all over North America, and he's a sought-after speaker in medical and natural health clinics to teach doctors, nurses, and patients the principles and the power of plant-based medicine. So welcome, Jeff. We're so happy to have you. Yeah, thank you. This is awesome. I had just, I wasn't, uh, I was watching you guys, but my video wasn't popping up. So I'm glad I'm on. It's all good. <laughs> so excited to see you. It's been a while, my friend. Yeah, it has. It's been too long. I got to get out to Boulder, Austin, or wherever you guys are. Yeah, I know, because we're all over the place, right? Yeah. Well, well, you know, because everyone's kind of stuck right now, and we don't really know what's going on with travel, we've mm -hmm. actually been hesitant to really travel anywhere because we don't want to, you know, end up getting stuck somewhere for, you know, for, you know, longer than what we intended. So we've just kind of been hunkering down the house here in Denver and just hanging out and yeah, just Perfect. doing a lot of, doing a lot of self-care. And I've been using a lot of essential oils. Um, I've been using some, some really nice ones um, that uh, like some of the, the uh, tree based ones, like the black spruce and, these different ones with some frankincense and, and a little bit of citrus. And I find that that's very grounding for me. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. There's uh, we're diffusing right now. And this is what we've been doing, like through this time, through this pandemic, there's uh, five oils that I've been loving right now. And we, we do this like pretty much all winter long. And now we're just extending it until this thing is over with, because the aroma is so good, but the, the five oils we're doing, Siberian fir, which is one that you've been using, one of the pine oils, but it's because of a molecule called boronyl acetate. Boronyl acetate is a molecule, when it gets into our brain, it relaxes, calms, and soothes an agitated nervous system. So for, especially right now with people being, there's so much uncertainty with people's jobs, if they're going to be able to go back to work for a lot of people, and for the stress and the anxiety Siberian fir is a wonderful oil to diffuse. And then the other one um, 
rosemary has a high concentration of boronyl acetate as well. And then eucalyptus and cardamom are two oils that we've been loving because of the molecule eucalyptol, which opens up the airways, clears out the sinuses, protects our lungs. So the, and then frankincense, just because it's frankincense, it's the, it's the Jesus oil. So that's the one, those are the five that we're just loving right now. So if you're into oils and you have authentic oils, then these are the five that are just going to give such a great environment, aromatic experience emotionally, and also for your breathing in your house. It's, they're amazing. Jeff, I love how you, how you mentioned a little bit about anxiety and mental health there. That, that's the main reason I first started using essential oils was to help with anxiety. And you touched on the science there. There is a science behind essential oils and how they work and why they work. For people who are listening who've never tried them and who don't understand the science, explain that to us. How, how do essentials work with our, our body chemistry? The one, the one thing that is like why I'm so passionate about this and why I know I've dedicated my life to this for the last like seven years now is because this is the only form of medicine that's never changed. You know, pharmaceuticals are always changing, new drugs, new, new tests, um, new vaccines, all these different things. We're not going to get into that conversation, but it's always changing. And since the beginning of written records in like ancient Egypt in Asian cultures, um, thousands of years ago, um, 3,000 years ago in Australia, all written records that we know of contain references to essential oils and their use for different healing properties and compounds. And they've only gotten better over time with the distillation period. So how, so how they work is when we're using an authentic oil, we always say like three drops is a therapeutic dose. And when we ingest them or put them on our skin within 30 seconds, the molecules are in our bloodstream. Within five minutes, the molecules are in every cell of our body. They've crossed the blood-brain barrier. They're interacting with our neurotransmitter receptor sites. A lot of these molecules mimic different neurotransmitters like serotonin and GABA, dopamine. And when we use an oil, we get the emotional benefit from that oil because they, all oils affect, all molecules affect our nervous system and our brain chemistry but then there's also a physical component to every single oil. So I was just doing an interview earlier this morning with another doctor and no matter what oil that we choose, we're getting such vast benefits because the molecules do go systemic in every cell in our body within five minutes. So they're so incredibly powerful and such a wonderful tool for empowering, like especially caretakers, mothers, fathers, grandparents, but also for our own personal health, there, it's just, I can't say enough really good things about essential oils are amazing. You mentioned, you said authentic oil, and I think this is important because a lot of people get started in essential oils. They run down to the drugstore, the Walmart, and they'll buy some $5 oils. And tell me why this is not a good idea to do something like this. You have to do your research and know what it is you're buying, correct? Yeah, so uh, a study was published in 2013 out of Johns Hopkins University in Boston. And the head researcher, her name is Dr. Nicole Parrish. She's the, like the top PhD researcher at Johns Hopkins. And what she found, well, she, first of all, she was commissioned to find a solution to drug-resistant strains of bacteria and also viruses. And the first thing that she did was look at plant-based medicine essential oils. 
So she, she got a hold of a hundred different essential oil brands, a hundred different companies and started testing the chemistry of those oils because she knew that in order to find a solution, they had to be authentic. They could not be adulterated. And after looking at a hundred different oil companies, she found 99 of them showed adulteration, showed synthetic molecules so that, and companies do this because a lot of people, they're not a lot of, there's a lot of misinformation on essential oils out there, but a lot of people just want an aroma and that's it. And the aroma of an authentic oil is really the side effect because we use them for the chemistry. That's why we get the result. But if you're using a synthetic adulterated oil, it's the same as using a perfume. So after looking at all these different companies, there was 99% or 99 out of hundred of them showed adulteration. And there was only one company batch to batch to batch that was consistent, that was authentic, that was unadulterated. And so that's the oil she started studying. And so when, we're, when we look at all the research on essential oils, in order to get the results that the research talks about, they have to be authentic oils. They can't be adulterated. So whatever oil company you're using, we love doTERRA, but whatever oil company you're using, make sure that the company fully discloses their testing so that you can see that what they're saying is actually in the oil is actually in there. And if they're not able to disclose their testing, either they don't test or they're just one of the companies that buys from the same brokers. Like most of the oil companies in the United States buy from the same essential oil brokers. There's only a handful of them and they buy the same oils. They just put a different brand name on them. So you have to be certain that it's authentic in one way to validate that is by looking at the company's testing. It should be full disclosure if it's the best oil. There's nothing that that company should hide behind. And a lot of these companies that do sell the cheaper oils that have the things added, a lot of the stuff that's added is artificial fragrance or other types of chemicals and things you don't want in or on your body to begin with, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing because like take a citrus oil, for example, like limonene is the primary molecule in citrus oils, but there's over 44 different molecules in an authentic citrus oil. But limonene is really the only compound that has an aroma at all. So what they do is they, they'll, create a, they'll create limonene in a lab, a synthetic version of limonene, and that synthetic molecule will give off an aroma that smells somewhat like citrus. And then they'll put it in a solvent and put some fillers in there and they'll market and sell it as 100% therapeutic, organic, therapeutic grade essential oil. Wow. So that's why you just have to be very careful. So, so someone is asking in the chat box for you to repeat the five oils that you mentioned at the beginning. And, and after you do that, I want to kind of ask you because a lot of what people are dealing with right now is this fear of what's happening in, in our world. And a lot of people are sitting at home with a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. So, so I'm guessing the five oils you mentioned are going to be best for this. What else do you, do you recommend as far as how to deal with anxiety and using essential oils? Okay, so the five oils again are Siberian fir, cardamom, eucalyptus, rosemary, and frankincense. So those are the five oils that we're diffusing literally in almost every room in our house. And somebody just asked, what if the oil is organic? Um, that means nothing in the essential oil world. So you, you can't go by if it's organic because synthetic molecules are considered organic. So you just have to be, you, the, the best way to ensure it is to 
validate by looking at and making sure that they release their testing for an authentic oil. So um, going back, what was the question again, Ann? Talking about, uh, you know, anxiety and stress being the oh, yeah. number one issue that people are dealing with right now. Yeah, so the best oil for anxiety and stress, one of, the, one of our best oils, it's a blend, but it's called Adaptive. And the oils that are in, can I share my screen? Would you guys mind Yeah, that? of course. Yeah. All right. Just so you can see these oils and what molecules are in there. There we go. Yeah, so right now, this is one that we're recommending a ton. It's called Adaptive. And this is one of our newer blends from our lineup. It was released in September. But this specific blend, uh, before they released it, was tested. They, did, they have a couple, two or three published articles on this specific blend. And this was created for people who suffer from like high stress situations, um, anxious feelings, depressed feelings. And one of my favorite stories so far with this oil is a friend of mine his name is James. He was on antidepressants for six years and he was working with his doctor trying to get off of them. And every time he tried to get off of them, he would have these terrible withdrawal symptoms, which you guys know is a major problem coming off antidepressants or anti-anxiety medications. So he um, was at one of my classes and started learning about this adaptive blend. He's like, Jeff, you think this could help me? And he told me the story and I was like, yeah, so go tell your doctor that you want to start weaning off and you have another product that you're going to use to help negate the withdrawal symptoms or counteract the withdrawal symptoms of coming off of these drugs. And it took one week and he was completely off of it with the help of his doctor because like when we, when you look at the oils and this was like eight months ago and he's doing great now, like he hasn't had any problems at all. And the combination of these eight oils, Capaiba, wild orange, rosemary, neroli, magnolia, lavender, sweetgum, and spearmint, all of these oils by themselves, the aroma is absolutely divine. This is one of the most beautiful aromas of all the blends that we have. But so beta carry do you mind if I go through each one of these? So like sure, you get a full, is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So beta carryophylline is a cannabinoid. So it stimulates our endocannabinoid system. So it reduces and supports chronic inflammation levels, reduces discomfort, and then also um, is a very strong oil for helping support our immune system. Limonene in wild orange neroli is emotionally uplifting. And limonene, like we talked about earlier with citrus oils, it's not only in citrus oils, it's also in neroli, which is, a, uh, it's from the bitter orange tree. It's distilled from the blossom before the uh, blossom turned, before the flower turns into an orange. And those molecules are very emotionally uplifting. Linalol, which magnolia and lavender and also neroli, are very calming, grounding, soothing molecules for our nervous system. And then sweet gum and spearmint are energizing. So when we have the combination of all of these in, the, in this proprietary blend, it's incredibly impactful for emotional health. So especially right now with so much uncertainty with people's future, with their work, with their jobs, with kids in school, mothers are being thrust into homeschool which they never intended to, but it's a wonderful blend to use on the children. 
the adults, the parents, everybody. So you can diffuse this one and also use it topically. And one of the things with oils, going back into the science is the effects of oils last about four hours. So when you're using them for therapeutic benefits, you'll have to reapply every four or five hours throughout the day to get consistent results. And then there's a compounding effect over time. So like James, who got off his drug, he now only uses this like once or twice a day. But in the beginning, he was using it like four to five times a day. Wow. So talk a minute about Copaiba, because I know that's, that's one of the newer oils we're seeing out there. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's in the same family as CBD, right? And, and I know a lot of people have, you know, for moral reasons, they don't want to try CBD, even though that's shown to, to be good for anxiety and depression and, and many other things. Talk a little bit about Copaiba and how that's a choice for people who don't want to venture into using CBD oil. Yeah, so CBD, it's interesting because all CBD has, even the most pure CBD oil or other cannabinoid oils, CBD isn't just the only one, but they, they all contain trace amounts of THC. So for like moral and ethical reasons for personal choices, like that's not a good solution for a lot of people. And most cannabinoids are from the cannabis plant, obviously. But Copaiba is unique and amazing because it's, dis- it's from the Copaifera tree, which grows in Brazil in the Amazon rainforest. And you tap the tree like you would a maple tree for maple syrup, and the resin flows out, and then the oil is distilled from the resin. So it's not from the cannabis plant, although it is a cannabinoid, because it stimulates the endocannabinoid system. It directly stimulates these CB2 receptors, and even like CBD oil doesn't directly stimulate CB2 receptors. It has other targets within the body, like 47 other targets, but it doesn't directly stimulate CB2 receptors. So that's, it, that's what makes Copaiba so powerful. And when we stimulate these things, like we had a guy in Michigan just a couple of days ago, he was on a Zoom call and had been using, his, his son is a chiropractor and he'd been using Copaiba for three weeks now. And he'd been in chronic pain for years and years and years. And this was the first, he'd been using it for a couple of weeks. This was the best he's felt in years, he said. He got on the Zoom call and told his story. But it's the best he's felt in years. He has more energy. He has less discomfort. He's able to move around, play with his grandkids. And he just added Copaiba to his daily routine. And it's making a great impact into his life because of how it affects that system in our body. That's amazing. You know, we're talking about... You talk about massage, you mentioned massage. We also talked about diffusing. For someone who's a newbie here, talk about the different ways you can apply and use essential oils. Some of them can be ingested, correct? Yeah, so like here's frankincense. An oil that is meant to be ingested has a nutrition label on it. You can see the, my daughter painted my nails this weekend. So that's why, <laughs> that's why the edges are red. <laughs> um, but an authentic oil that's meant to be ingested has a food nutrition label on it. it. No matter what it says, it can say organic, it can say 100% pure. If it's an oil that's meant to be ingested and it doesn't have that food label, then you know it's adulterated and you know it's, insen- you know it's synthetic. So ingesting oils is a great way to use oils. It's the fastest way to get them systemic in our body. You can it's safe with authentic oils. It's safe to ingest up to 25 drops of each oil a day, which like nobody would do. 
So they're incredibly safe. They, even my daughter, she's 21 months old, she ingests capaiba oil. And because of all the great benefits that it has, and it has a very mild flavor. She thinks, she thinks vitamin D is capaiba. She thinks capaiba is everything that's a liquid she thinks is capaiba. But so you can ingest them, you can use them topically, and then we diffuse them. So when you're using oils topically, it's really important to use a carrier oil for a couple of different reasons. But number one, like when you ingest an oil, it, the effects last roughly about four hours. When you use an oil topically, if you use a one-to-one -one ratio with a carrier oil, like fractionated coconut oil is the best, it slows down the absorption of that oil into your bloodstream so you get a longer lasting effect for that dose of oil. So rather than like four hours, you might get five or six hours. And it's just like generally speaking. So topical is, is a great way. Ingesting is awesome, but either way, you get the same results if you ingest or use them topically. So it doesn't really make that much of a difference. And then diffusing is for purifying the air, emotional support, and then also just because you want a certain aroma in your home. And someone asked about a diffuser. What do you recommend as far as diffusers go? Um, this, this question comes from Tracy. She says she heard to stay away from plastic lined diffusers. Is that something we need to worry about? Yeah, especially the cheap ones. Like our diffusers are medical grade plastic. So the essential oils do not break down the plastic. So the cheap, never use a cheap diffuser because the oils, authentic oils break down the plastic. And a couple other questions here. So let's see, someone is talking, uh, asking about um, the lymphatic system, which of course is an important part of the immune system. Um, so what could be used from an oil perspective to support the lymphatic system? So the best two oils are lavender and basil. So basil has a molecule that opens up your lymphatics and relaxes the lymphatic vessels. So then they're able to drain much more easily. And then lavender has that effect as well. So those are lavender and basil are the two best. Like if a child has an ear infection or pain in their ears or whatever, basil is like the hero because you apply basil on the side of the neck, it opens up the lymphatics, the ear starts to drain, they feel better almost immediately. I used to do that for my daughter when she was young. She used to get recurring ear infections. And as a new mom, you know, the first time I took her to the doctor scared and of course got the antibiotics because, you know, mm -hmm. she was a baby and I was so scared that she was in pain and had an ear infection. But when these ear infections kept coming back, you know, knowing what I know about the gut, I didn't want to keep giving her antibiotics. So I started using essential oils and I would do that, that exact or do a blend of a few oils, but using basil and lavender to help her relax and kind of sleep. And I would do those just on the backside of her ear and it worked. I mean, we never did another round of antibiotics for an ear infection after that. And of course, she grew out of getting all the ear infections. But it's a, oils are a great thing for parents to use on babies and young kids because in a lot of ways, they can be safer than some of the alternatives, right? Yeah, they're, they're safer. They're more effective. They, they, the, they are faster acting and they're much cheaper. So the price of oil, the price per dose is ridiculous. It's pennies compared to the alternatives. And uh, yeah, there's oils are safe for newborns. Like we had, we had two home births with our, my two girls and they had oils on them from day one. We put frankincense on the bottom of the feet. We used melaleuca to help purify if, if uh, they ingested any merconium during the birth process. So we've been using, I don't think there's been a day that's gone by that our children have not had oils on them. 
Yeah, you know, that's one of the things that I love about um, essential oils and, and, uh, and being able to use them with kids because we're not going to have any of the negative side effects, um, you know, that we can have with like antibiotics, for example. Um, you know, on that topic of antibiotics, you know, we've got a lot of attendees today. I'm guessing that some of you have some, you know, have children. And, uh, you know, a really interesting study um, that, uh, you know, I, that I uh, learned about back when I was working on my doctorate. And I actually, you know, put this paper together for my class as a part of, you know, one of our projects was um, how the use of antibiotics um, for ear infections actually precipitates more ear infections. Think about it. How many of you put your kids on antibiotics for an ear infection and it precipitated more? Very, very interesting science behind that. And, uh, and I remember having a big aha moment when I, when I was, um, you know, uh, doing the research for this particular paper, because I, I myself had multiple ear infections when I was a kid. Um, so many, in fact, that I have trouble hearing now. I have a lot of scar tissue in both of my eardrums, in particular one ear. Had surgery like two or three times in my ears. Um, and I ended up having a bunch of bronchial infections like twice a year, pneumonia and bronchitis like combination. I wish that my parents had known about, you know, about the essential oils. But since I learned about it, you know, that's something that I've been using in practice even before I started learning about all of the extensive uses of essential oils from you, Jeff. I did know about using like, you know, oil of oregano and cutting it with olive oil and using that directly inside of the ear to help get rid of ear infections. I've been doing that with patients for like over a decade now and it works phenomenally. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I just wanted just to, you know, mention that, that, you know, for those of you who have kids, essential oils are super, super safe. There's a lot of different ways that you can use them for anything from colic to, you know, they're not sleeping well, um, to help them with their immune system. What are some that we can use for our immune system? There's so many, but the top, like the top five right now, and this, this was out of Johns, did I, did I talk about the Johns Hopkins study? I didn't talk about the study. I talked about how she initiated it. So the reason why she did this was for um, looking to find a solution for these drug resistant strains. And so this is the blend that you're going to use. And this is the blend that we use whenever somebody in our family has symptoms, whenever we're starting to feel like we're coming down with something or our temperature elevates. This is the combination that we use and we use it three to four times a day on the bottom of our feet. It's cilantro because cilantro has been shown and studied for gram positive bacteria. So that's like staph, strep, and MRSA. And then gram negative, which is E. coli, Shigella, Salmonella, these more drug resist or these uh, more foodborne illnesses, bacterias are oregano and thyme oil. And then for viruses, Clove is the most effective. And then we just throw a frankincense in there because again, it's frankincense, why not? So the combination of these five oils, it, when you're starting to come down with something, you're not feeling well and you're having some sort of health challenge in that regard, it doesn't matter what it is because this combination covers everything. Because like, especially clove, clove has been studied extensively. The primary molecule is called eugenol. And Eugenol, like if you go to the dentist, I'll give you an example. Like you go to the dentist, they clean your teeth, they polish your teeth with chlorhexidine. 
chlorhexidine is synthetic eugenol. So it, it helps purify your mouth. It helps prevent plaque buildup. And even like our bulldog has, you know, we wipe his rolls with these chlorhexidine wipes because they get infected sometimes. So chlorhexidine is very effective at killing these things and purifying, but it's synthetic eugenol. Eugenol is the primary molecule in clove oil. And what it's been studied and shown to do is de-envelope viruses and um, reduce the virality of viruses. So it slows down and stops the replication and then also how viruses are transmitted from person to person. It reduces that virality. So clove oil is great for supporting our immune system when there's viral threats. And then these other oils for bacterial things. So the combination is, is beautiful. And you mentioned clove, and did you mention another one for viral? I was just putting that in the notes for our listeners. Clove is the best. Yeah, clove is the number one for. Melissa oil, too, is, is really powerful. But for cost effectiveness, Melissa oil is like, 10 or 12 times the cost of clove. So clove is the oil to use. Okay. You mentioned frankincense a couple of times. When I was learning about oils, you know, someone told me frankincense considered the king of oils. If you don't know what to use, go for frankincense. Mm -hmm. It's kind of good for everything. And it's incredibly powerful, right? Yeah, it's amazing. Let me show you this. And just so you guys can get a, get an idea. So, so hopefully your audience can see that at least get an idea. So this is a GCMS, which is a gas chromatogram mass spectrometry, a test that's run on essential oils. And it shows when you run a GCMS, you can see every, mole, every molecule that's in a substance. So this is a frankincense oil. And you can see there's like, 80 different molecules in an authentic frankincense oil and it shows what percent is at each of what each molecule is in so when you use an authentic oil like when you use an adulterated oil the adulterated frankincense the molecule just might be alpha pinene because that's the one that gives off the aroma but you're not getting all these other molecules and the synergy is what makes them so effective so the reason why I show this is because why frankincense is so powerful is its chemistry is so diverse. There's so many different molecules that all do different things within our body in, the, in, in and of itself. So the combination, the synergy of all of them is incredibly powerful. You know, we talked, you talked about, uh, you mentioned putting oil on the bottom of your feet and that's a very easy thing to do if you're, if you're, putting oil on children, but why is it so effective, the bottom of the feet? Why is that a place where you want to apply essential oils? Really just because children have really sensitive skin and as they grow, you just don't know how sensitive their skin is going to be. So the bottom of the feet is the safest place to apply oils. And then if you're using like clove, oregano, thyme, some of these hotter oils, you don't feel them on the bottom of your skin where you would if you put them on like your chest or neck. Like the first time I used thyme oil, I had no idea it was hot. This was like nine years ago. And I just knew it was good for congestion. So I started dumping it all over my chest. Before I knew it, my whole chest is bright red, burning. I didn't use a carrier oil. And when you use 
these hotter oils on the bottom of the feet, you don't smell them. So the child doesn't smell them. And then also there it's, it's very, very safe and just as effective anywhere else on the body. Awesome. So we got a couple questions here I want to get to. Uh, Marissa's asking, what would you use to support focus and symptoms of ADHD in children? So the best oil is called vetiver. And vetiver is, we source it from Haiti. It grows in the mountains in Haiti. It's distilled from the roots of a long grass that grows in the mountains of Haiti. And vetiver, so think of like drugs like Ritalin, Stratera, Adderall, Vyvanse, all these different ADHD medications. The primary molecule in these drugs, the active ingredient in these drugs is called methylphenidate. Methylphenidate is almost identical to the primary molecule in vetiver essential oil. So synthetic, the, the danger with this is synthetic methylphenidate. If you just added a hydrogen atom, it would become cocaine. So that's why when people, when children take these drugs, they start losing weight. They start, they, the black box warning says it can cause a heart attack by taking these drugs. So, because it's the same as cocaine, you get the same effects without the super high high. And methylphenidate, or I'm sorry, the primary molecule in vetiver is almost identical in structure, but it's the natural molecule. It doesn't have those terrible side effects, but it still has those same focused effects on our brain. And one of the reasons I was listening to an interview recently, one of the problems with these drugs is they work so well in the short term, but the long term is not a good solution. Even the short term is not a good solution. So using an oil like vetiver, which is very grounding, helps focus, is very relaxing type oil, is the number one oil to use for attention and focus. And vetiver sure. smells wonderful. I love, I love the smell yeah. of vetiver. It's yeah. So good. It actually, it, it actually does work very, very well. Um, and I think it's really important too, for the person that asked that question, is that, you know, take a look and, and, or let's consider taking a look and finding out what the underlying cause is. Because, you know, people, whether it's a children or an adult, they're not just going to have issues with ADHD or ADD for no reason. And while the vetiver can be really, really great and it can really help with focus, you know, you might want to consider looking at foods. Foods is the biggest offender when it comes to the ability of a child, you know, to have their brain functioning properly. So, you know, there are, there's a sugar, dairy, you know, wheat slash gluten products, soy, um, you know, there are a few, corn, those are major, major offenders there. And then there are other things that can cause problems that are very, very common, like different environmental toxins. Glyphosate is one of them, which is pesticide. And we can actually test for these different toxins. And many of them are, are highly neurotoxic, meaning that they're very, very toxic to the brain. And then we want to look for other things. Parasites and different infections can really cause some big neurological changes. And so, you know, while the vetiver works very, very well, and I recommend it too, and I, I even will use it for myself, if I really have to like get a big project done and we're just like trying to knock out some content and we're working really hard, you know, we can use that to help support. But we're also remembering, like all of us on the team, we're also remembering we need to eat brain health supporting foods, non-inflammatory foods, things that are going to really help you know, keep our body functioning optimally. So you might want to look into that a little bit deeper and find out what's causing uh, the ADD for your kid. 
I love that you bring that up, Eleanor, because also like excitotoxins are devastating to children's brains. And so that's like anything that has a coloring. So excitotoxins too, like Mila, our 22 month old, occasionally like somebody will come over and bring her a treat and it'll have some of these bad things, which we're okay with once in a while, but she's like a psycho for the next couple hours. Like it, it makes a huge impact into her brain and she's not the same girl. So when you're feeding these things consistently and that's like their diet, it's devastating. Yeah. 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 You know, I noticed that too when my son was young. So he's 27 now, but when he was a kid and I started discovering all of this stuff with foods and why he was behaving the way he was um, and we removed the foods, it was like night and day. And I realized my kid didn't have some sort of diagnosis or disease process or whatever condition that you want to call it. It was the foods that I was feeding him, which what we all grew up thinking that, you know, have some toast and some oatmeal because it's creamier, like all the things that I thought was, you know, healthy for my kid, right? I, I very, very quickly learned that, you know, it was the foods that he was putting into his body that were, that were neurotoxic and the food coloring. That's a big one, guys. For those of you listening, food coloring is highly, highly neurotoxic and you'll really see kids, um, you will see their response to these neurotoxins very, very quickly. It's almost immediate. Uh -huh. Yeah. So our next question for you, Jeff, what do you recommend for congestion, both from colds and viruses or also from seasonal allergies? All right. So let's do congestion, like sinus lung congestion. The number, so the two, the two best or the three best oils are peppermint, eucalyptus, and cardamom. And all of these oils, like peppermint is, not, our, our peppermint's 94% menthol. So it's like, it reduces all the mucosal lining inflammation in your airways and in your sinuses. So menthol is so powerful of a molecule. So that's why you put a couple drops of pepper in your mouth. You can breathe better than you've ever breathed before for the next couple hours. So that'll be addicting for you. And then cardamom and eucalyptus have that molecule I talked about earlier that opens up and relaxes the bronchioles so that you can breathe. So, and then for allergies, like seasonal allergies, any, any oil that is in high concentration of linalool. So like lavender is great for seasonal allergies. Magnolia is also very high in linalool. And then the other one is petite grain is very high in linalool. So the beauty of this is you want, to, you want to choose an oil that you enjoy the aroma of most of the time. And there's, you have options. So you can use lavender, you can use petite grain, you can use neroli, you can use magnolia, and you're going to get very, very good results. So that's why yeah. you can almost accidentally just put some oil on and you're going to feel do something, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, in this time where a lot of people are thinking about germs and disinfecting everything, and you've got a lot of people rushing out to the stores to stock up on all these, you know, chemical filled cleaning products there is a way to use essential oils for cleaning as well. Talk a little bit about which oils you would use and how you would make your own, you know, your own cleaner at home. Yeah. So we haven't, we haven't used any of those toxic hand sanitizers for probably over a decade. And one of the reasons is they're very toxic. Like you, you put these things on your body consistently all the time. You're destroying the natural bacteria that we have and you're destroying your immune system. So it's just not a good solution. 
And then secondly, we have a blend, it's called On Guard. It's a combination of uh, rosemary, wild orange, eucalyptus, clove, and cinnamon. And this is a very historic blend. And this specific, I'll, tell the, I'll tell the story really quickly, it's really cool. So this, this blend goes back to before the bubonic plague went through Europe. And there was two spice traders who would rob the graves of people who died from the plague. So as soon as they were buried, when the ground was still, it hadn't packed down yet, so it was easy to dig up, they would go dig them up and take the valuables out of the grave, out of the coffin. And so these two men, they did this over and over and over again, and they never got sick. They never got the plague. And they were like some of the only two men who were exposed over and over and never got sick. So when they were finally arrested and brought before the king, the king said, if you tell us why you're not getting sick, we'll hang you. If you don't tell us, we'll burn you at the stake. So they gave them two options. And they, they decided they would rather be hung than be burned. And so they told them they would use, they were spice traders, they would rub cinnamon and clove all over their body before they went and dug up these graves. And that's what protected them. And so this blend called On Guard is a very powerful blend. You can use it. We have a whole line of products with it. There's, a, there's cleaner concentrate, there's laundry detergent, hand soap, sanitizing spray. And the sanitizing spray, we use that because it's 64% ethyl alcohol and then the rest is on guard. So if there's any bacteria or virus that are dangerous, then it will be very effective for those. Yeah, and a lot of the ingredients in there are, um, are the same botanicals that we use um, as antimicrobial agents whenever we're working with people that are showing infections in their body. Mm -hmm. And so we have a lot of science behind a lot of that stuff that, you know, we have case study after case study after case study that shows that, you know, these different um, compounds from these botanicals um, do in fact work as, a, as amazing antimicrobial agents. We actually use the OnGuard all the time as well. We absolutely love that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting because the food industry, like the natural health food industry, uses clove and frankincense a lot as a natural preservative in food. So if you, if you start looking closely at the ingredients list on some, of, on some more packaged natural health foods, you'll see those listed and they're used as natural preservatives. I didn't even know that. Mm -hmm. I yeah. didn't even know that. Awesome. Um, I know Anne, um, Anne is seeing a lot of questions come in and she's gonna go through those, but um, I saw one come up really quick. Um, and, uh, and it's actually come up a couple of times. Some people are asking about a couple, uh, about another brand. Um, and I don't recall what the other brand was. I know it's another popular one like doTERRA and they were just asking your thoughts on that. As far as I know, both brands are good. Um, yeah, the other, I, like if people use oils, they usually use doTERRA or young living. Yeah. That's the one is the other brand. And yeah, we used Young Living for, man, probably 10 years before switching to doTERRA. So both great companies. Uh, we switched to doTERRA simply because of their sourcing model and their testing that they disclose. Uh -huh. So that's the only reason. But if they're, yeah, both are great. If you, love, if you love Young Living, use them. If you love doTERRA, use doTERRA. And what, what is the shelf life um, on the oils? Uh, someone was asking about you know, is there a shelf life? There, it's kind of a trick question because the FDA makes you put an expiration date on the bottle. But 
citrus oils expire in like 10 years once they're opened. And the reason why they expire is because the molecules oxidize or the oil oxidizes. Kind of like if you cut an apple and leave it out, it turns brown. That's the oxidation. And that happens to oils. So that happens to citrus oils the fastest. And that happens in 10 years once the bottle is open. But like in King Tut's tomb, there was 1,500 liters of essential oils that they found when they opened it in like 1920 or whatever it was. And they were all still good. So essential oils will outlast us most of the time once they're opened. A um, couple other questions, and this one's a tough one. I don't, I don't know if any research has been done on this yet, but Nancy's asking if there's any oil that'll help to mitigate the effects of 5G on the brain. Um, the most protective oil for the brain is myrrh. So it's another one of the Jesus oils. Myrrh is another resin oil. And it, there's a theme here because resin oils are the most diverse in chemistry. So the three resin oils are frankincense, myrrh, and capaiba. So if you don't know an answer, like if you're like, what do I use for 5G? What do I use for, um, what do I use for my liver? What do I use for my kidneys? If you don't know, in the meantime, while you're finding out the answer, use a resin oil and you're going to get a good result. So myrrh has a molecule. I won't even say the molecule because it, it's long and you will never remember it, but it's, it's the most protective molecule for our brain in the essential oil world. Another fun, another fun fact about myrrh is if you read the Bible in Song of Solomon, which is all about love and passion, myrrh is referenced eight times in that book. So use myrrh as you wish in that context. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> what about oils for increased energy? This is one of my favorite, and I personally love citrus oils for this, but I'm sure there are others that are great for increased energy. Yeah, the best, the top two, like, Doctor, like Dr. Eleanor said in the beginning, is um, wood oils from like fir trees. So white fir, Siberian fir, black spruce, Douglas fir, and then citrus oils and peppermint. So a great combination is like a fir oil, your favorite citrus, and then peppermint. And that's a jolt of energy for both your emotions and also your physical body. And, and talk about emotions for a minute. I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, a lot of people right now are finding themselves dealing with all these emotions they're having to face being home and either feeling like they're stuck or worried about their job and their family. What are some of the oils that are, that are really good for emotional support? So um, I'll just tell this story in, we use, we work a lot with memory care. And in memory care, they give, they prescribe Ativan. They don't even prescribe it. When a resident is agitated or upset or angry, they just give them Ativan. It's a psychotropic. And in the memory care centers that we work with, we diffuse citrus oils in all the, so we have put up 15 diffusers roughly in these centers in all the common areas. And during the day, we diffuse citrus oils. At nighttime, we switch and diffuse more calming oils like lavender or um, Roman chamomile is another one. And in the centers that do this, in the first month, typically, the Ativan use drops about 50%. And because the resident, and they're just breathing in the oil, they don't even know they're breathing it in. But because like limonene, this molecule in citrus oils is very balancing for the brain. It's very emotionally uplifting. So you don't get as agitated, you don't get as upset, you don't get as angry. 
when you're breathing in these molecules. And then the calming oils at night help wind down the body, help reduce the agitation to our nervous system, especially in memory care when, they get when people get confused. And it's, it's a difficult situation in those environments. And just diffusing oils makes a huge difference. But some of my, uh, one of my all-time favorites for, um, is, is Roman chamomile because it's such a grounding, such a calming essential oil. So I love, love Roman chamomile. We use that a ton at nighttime. We put it on before bed, put it on our daughter before bed. And yeah, that's a, that's a great one. And again, for the use of it, because some of the people are just, you know, are asking like, well, how do we use them? So just kind of a review. Let me see if I, if I caught this from you. We can do it in the diffuser, mm -hmm. right? So we can add some um, like purified water because we don't want to put tap water in there because then we're going to be diffusing a bunch of fluoride and chlorine into the air. We don't want to do that, right? So we can put some water in there, add some drops mix some different oils and get it in the air like that right or we could do like maybe three drops with some coconut oil and we can put that pretty much anywhere on our body correct yep anywhere on your skin your skin's the largest organ the molecules are delivered through your bloodstream so no matter where you put them on your body they're delivered and then what about um ingesting them um you and i have had this conversation before and i know that like some oils are not hot i.e when you put them in your mouth you know they're not going to like feel like a burn um and so those you probably could put just in some water and ingest them directly but some of these hotter oils um like what clove mm -hmm. right uh cinnamon some of these different ones you probably would want to encapsulate and so but it's probably not a big deal right if you don't have those little tools you just put them on your skin or you diffuse it and those are the ways that you can use them correct yeah, if it, yeah, exactly. If it's a hotter oil, put them in a capsule, a veggie cap, and swallow it like a supplement. Or like what I do, I'm just too lazy to use the capsules, so I just put put them all in my under my tongue and then swallow with water, and it's it's not bad at all. So there, yeah, there's there's all like topically internal, like you can you can't really mess it up. Right. Yeah. What? And then uh, uh -huh. the, I wanted to mention to you like. Some of these oils you don't ingest, like wintergreen, it doesn't have a food label on it. And the reason why, and it also has a childproof cap. So it's like one of those that you have to push down and turn. Because wintergreen, the primary molecule is methyl salicylate. So just because, it, just because an oil isn't meant to be ingested doesn't mean it's not authentic. It just means it's an oil that can be toxic if you ingest too much of it. So like, Methyl salicylate is 99% of wintergreen oil. Methyl salicylate is the active ingredient in aspirin. So aspirin is methyl salicylate. So aspirin is very hard on your gut. And wintergreen is also very hard on your gut. So that's one of the reasons why you don't ingest certain oils is because of the chemistry and they can be toxic internally. One of the other questions we have here, which is a topic we haven't really touched on yet, but skin issues. So Melanie says her son has a skin condition where he has scaling of the skin. What are the best oils to use for, for skin conditions? Such a good question. I just did a video on this on our page um, last week for like atopic skin conditions. And if you have an inflammatory skin condition that is flaky, is itchy, has a, is rashy, 
and it's more chronic in nature. Like I, I read a study that 20% of children suffer from atopic eczema right now. And it, it's horrendous. Like when we were going to school, I didn't remember anybody having eczema or any skin condition at all. And now it's like rampant, but the best oil to use is called yarrow palm. So yarrow, I'll type it in. So yarrow is the essential oil and palm, P-O-M, is pomegranate seed oil. So it's a combination of those two in the bottle. And they are both, they both support a healthy inflammatory response and also help skin cells recover when they're injured or damaged. And then pomegranate seed oil also has those benefits, but on different metabolic pathways within our body. So you're hitting, you're hitting it from two different angles and you're getting tremendous results. So for any skin condition at all, no matter what it is, you use Yarrow Palm and you put it directly on the location that is challenged or that you're looking to help. And would you still mix that with some coconut oil or just would you put that directly on just straight? You can put it on straight because pomegranate seed oil is the carrier in that oil. It's the carrier, it's the carrier. Yes. And you know, I'd like to mention too, that's so great to actually have uh, something that we can use topically to help calm down these skin conditions. Dr. Tori and Ann and I see every year we are seeing more and more children with severe skin issues. And we're talking like babies, like six, seven, eight month old babies even. And, you know, the mom is, you know, for good reason, she's just freaking out because the kid is like all red. All the kid's already been through antibiotics and steroids. And, you know, now the babies have these puffy, puffy faces because of the reactions that they're having to the corticosteroids. Um, and we are finding, we're finding underlying infections and massive, massive like gut issues in these little kids. Like, I think they're being born with gut issues. You know, I mean, there's so many toxins in the breast milk now. Um, there's some science on that. Like I actually have that in some of my PowerPoint slides of the toxins that they're finding in breast milk. And so the, you know, the baby's born, assuming that the baby is born with a, you know, normal functioning gut and remembering that all that stuff is starts to actually develop. So the gut gets inoculated and all these things in the first couple months of life through the breast milk. But if the baby is drinking breast milk or even a lot of these bottled formulas that are full of chemicals, it is tearing up the baby's gut. Then the baby ends up with leaky gut. And now the baby is allergic to everything, mm -hmm. everything, even the breast milk. And so these are serious cases. We've had success with every single case that we've worked with. And, and, and being able to use the essential oils to help calm the skin because these little babies are in, they're in pain and they're miserable. And so are the kids. You know, um, you know, being able to use that is great, but also know, you know, for the mom who asked that, there are answers out there. You know, we can, we can do some testing. We can figure out why is the kiddo struggling like that, right? Because putting stuff on topically, it's soothing it, but there's going to have, there's going to be new lesions that are popping up all the time. So the problem's not going to go away, right? So we definitely want to jump in there and see, and see what's going on with that too. Yeah. The other, the other thing I want to add is, I was, and I put a video on this last week too about how our immune system works for what's going on right now with COVID. But with, with vaccines, infant vaccine schedule, I was just reading an article, it, 
increases the hypersensitization of our immune system in so many different ways. And then they, children start to become allergic to everything. And it causes, it causes all kinds of different problems. Absolutely. So we got a couple of other questions to get to. We've got just a few more left. So if you have a question that you haven't asked yet, you want to put it down in the chat box now. Um, so Laura's asking if you have any suggestions for using essential oils for adrenal support. Yeah, so for adrenal, we have uh, in, our, in our book, it's at myoillab.com. We have all of these protocols. So every organ system has a protocol based on the research. So as long as you follow the oil protocol, then you're going to get really, really good results. But for adrenal support, you want to use physiologically calming essential oils on a regular, consistent basis because there's so many reasons why our adrenals are taxed and why they're spent and not working properly. And a lot of it is due to the high cortisol, high stress response that so many of us live in day to day. And that's why using calming essential oils on a consistent daily basis is going to be really, really effective for helping to lower that stress response and give your body time to heal from adrenal fatigue. I mean, there's all kinds of other strategies that Dr. Elena know that you guys, you guys teach about and that you know about in advanced testing to really get to the cause. But just generally speaking, adding a calming or multiple calming oils your routine is going to be really effective. So like the adaptive blend would be perfect. It's a great solution to use on a regular basis. Yay. You're prepared. You know, I I'll say from, a, from personal experience when I was, when, you know, Dr. V was helping me with my health issues years back, essential oils, that's when I got started in essential oils. Cause I was looking for things to help me, to support me with all these symptoms I was having. And it's exactly right how you put that essential oils were great support to me while I was getting to the root cause of what my problems really were. And then after I was able to fix those root problems and I, and I got my health and my wellness back, I just stuck with the essential oils because I slowly started changing things out in my medicine cabinet, my medicine cabinet, you know, I threw out all the over the counter stuff and started replacing that with different essential oils and finding ways to use those as my medicine. So for someone who's intimidated about getting started with essential oils, it can take time, but you can absolutely learn how to add these in to all these different areas and aspects of your life. Oh yeah. And it's, it's a journey. I mean, my wife, she's like her prime example, like you, like she loved the medical system. She loved taking her kids to the doctors for everything and taking all the drugs and all the things. And she loved it. She, she was being a great mom and it wasn't until she started slowly implementing that she saw how amazing the results were. And now there's not a toxic personal care product or anything in our house. Yeah. So, but it took, you know, it took five, six, seven years to get to that level. So yeah, just don't be overwhelmed. Just baby steps, start adding things. Yeah. And, and, um, for all of you, uh, here today, it's, uh, my and that's Jeff's website. And he has a wonderful um, booklet that you can download, right, Jeff? Do, do yeah. you still have that? Yeah, it's, it's on there. It's really, really good. So a lot of the questions that you are at, that all of you guys are asking, all you ladies out there are asking um, about like, what do I use for this and what do I use for that? He's got that in there. This guy knows, 
about, you know, he knows how to use these oils and it's a really wonderful resource that you can use. Um, if you have any questions, if you're not familiar with the oils um, and you have any questions, reach out to Anne um, and uh, you can email admin at modernholistichealth.com or, um, um, or you could email uh, Greg at, at at modernholistichealth.com, um, or you can reach out to Anne, any of us on the team, if you guys are interested, and we can um, put you directly uh, with Jeff, and he can get you guys, um, he can talk with you and see what it is that you're wanting, and, and, and get you guys with a good company if you're not already doing that. Don't forget to go to his website again, because he's got the references, he's got that book there. Don't forget, though, that that you still want to look for underlying causes because I see I still see questions coming in like what do I use for schizophrenia or what do I use for you know um, you know how fast can I get off my off my meds there's a process right and using if you if you only use the essential oils um, um, for your symptoms then you're using it like you're using a drug and you're not really finding the underlying cause, right? You're just trying to cover up a symptom. So we need to figure out what's going on. And then we use the essential oils in addition to, because it's so, so powerful. Um, and then, Anne, you were going to ask a question to everyone because you and I got a little peek at this slideshow that you got, Jeff. Jeff that you have this great presentation there. So would love for you to come back. Who, uh, you know, who listening today would love to come back and hear Jeff talk again, go through that presentation you gave us a sneak peek of, tell us a little more in detail how we can use some of these um, products that doTERRA has. Got a lot of hands being raised here. So if you'd like, Jeff, would love to have you back at some point here in the near future to, to kind of dive a little deeper. Oh, absolutely. Like this is what, this is what we do. I mean, this is what we live for. So I would absolutely be honored to come back and share more. And to answer, um, to answer a couple of what, what company in Canada, so doTERRA is in, we have distribution in 17 countries in the world. So pretty much if you're in a developed country, you can become a customer of doTERRA in your country. So yeah, just reach out to Dr. Elena and Tori. You can, you can send me a direct message at my oil lab on Facebook. We answer all of those. And then um, if you use the promo code Zoom at our website, You'll get 25% off um, our products there. So we have our ebook and then we have a master class where we go through every single essential oil in detail. So that's that's another resource for you guys. Wonderful. And we see some people asking if we recorded this. Absolutely. You can find this later um, on our podcast channel. We'll also post it to our Facebook group, Crusaders for Health. So if you haven't joined that, Go ahead and join. We have all of our recordings that we'll post. Uh, we'll post this one later on today if you want to watch it again. Yeah, thank you so much for thank you so much for joining us, Jeff. We love having you, and let's look at getting you back on in the next month if you have availability. I think we can squeeze you in here so that everybody can so we can kind of continue this on without it going like too long. Yeah, let's do it for sure. Sounds good. All right. Bye, everyone. We'll see you guys on Friday. We've got. Um, who do we have on Friday? Let me see. I think we have Dr. Roger Murphy. Is that correct? 
Yes, we have Dr. Roger Murphy on Friday. Um, Jeff also knows Dr. Murphy. He is a very well-known uh, doctor who specializes in working with clients with fibromyalgia. And he knows so much in the, uh, as it relates to mental health and chronic disease and how those two tie together. So you guys are not going to want to miss that. See you on Friday.